Everybody likes a giveaway. Ooh, who doesn't? Yeah. I like a giveaway. Shop Tour Bus likes a giveaway. Everybody's got room for a giveaway. Tell me about the giveaway. Okay, Shop bus. so um, Dead to the Core giveaway. It is designed to shower a deadhead in love. The good old Grateful Dead has created a community for many of us that lets us experience the love that life has to offer and plays the songs that fill the air. May we all be reminded that without love and a dream, it will never come true. This is true. And the winner of this giveaway is going to receive four different items to shower them in some forever grateful love. So head over to Shop Tour Bus's page and click on the view shop and uh, see what they got going on and how to enter that. Oh, okay. And hey, while you're at it, get yourself a grateful, some Grateful Dead inspired merch because they make the coolest stuff on the digital lot anywhere else period and when you're checking out use the promo code no simple road all one word and you're going to get free shipping from our friends over at shop tour bus no simple road is stoked to have sunset lake cbd back with us as our sponsor sunset lake is the real deal if you've looked around trying to find cbd and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do this is the place you need to go They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve, they've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order and I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you so you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD everybody. No Simple Road. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, the storm came and we got beat up and we didn't put out episodes for an entire week, which I don't think we've, um, I don't think we've done that, that I can remember. I, we definitely have not put out episode before. Hey now, No Simple Family, this is Aaron. This is Apple. And it's Mel. Uh, and this is a midweek episode of, of No Simple Road. And we're just discussing and whether or not we've skipped out I, on No Simple Road episodes. I think well, very early on we may have missed a week maybe when we did something. But it was I, the, usually I can't a, remember. It was usually tied in with a, like being at a festival or something. Or it, it was usually because we were gone somewhere. You're gone somewhere. I'm always gone somewhere. This week on No Simple Road on Wednesday, everybody. That's right. Midweek. We have Midweek fun. Hometown homies Yak Attack. Yeah, Dave and, from Yak Attack. And our Colorado family. 
Banshee Michelle Tree. from yeah. Banshee Tree. Yeah, man. They are teaming up for a dope tour. Oh my gosh. Give us give us the tour dates, Apple. Tour dates. Well, I won't go through the whole thing, but they're kicking off tomorrow at Fort Collins, Colorado. Then they're, hit, they're hitting like six dates in Colorado, three in California, Nevada, sweeping all the way up through Oregon, up to Seattle. And then they just added dates to Idaho, two in Idaho and three in Montana. Wow. You need to go check it out. What What's our um, Portland date? Our Portland date is February 23rd, which is a Friday. Right on. Yeah, these two are going to be. We are happy and sad Mexico. at the same time. Yeah, you know, we're going to be in Mexico <laughs> this, seeing the fish. This awesome freaking lineup of Banshee Tree and Yak Attack. And then they finally come to Portland doing this dope tour. And we're going to be in sunny, beautiful Mexico. Oh, darn. <laughs> Seeing yeah. our favorite band and <laughs> relaxing on the beach. Uh, yeah. What uh, could we possibly everybody do? Everybody understands that one. Yeah. Um, if you are not familiar with either Yak Attack or Banshee Tree. Where have you been? Yeah, Wake man. up. Yeah, oh. come on now. No, seriously. Um, we first met Banshee Tree in 2019, 2019 at Northwest String Summit. And they knocked our socks literally and proverbially off well and you know speaking with dave they knocked off yak attack socks off too they knocked off a lot of socks there's a lot of socks, yeah. socks getting knocked off. i mean off. it was summertime so there's a lot of tiva sandals well, and stuff but still the socks were definitely off and they're also nice they'll help you put your socks back on but then they're gonna knock them off again that's true that's oh, what's yeah. gonna happen and and if you're anywhere around the pacific northwest or this where side they're gonna be of the mississippi you've most likely seen yak attack Ooh. and they're particular set of skills <laughs> is what I will say yes. about Yak well, Attack. Well they have a very particular set of skills that is one hell of a good time. So you are getting Dance Party USA oh, with yeah. a, the double bill of Banshee Tree and Yak Attack coming through your town. So my advice is buy the tickets early. Do it. So that they can... I got mine early. I did, did, the, yep, you I, got yours? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Right on Apple. We, we all know about that pre-sell. It's important. Oh, wow. And that they're going to be cool. at our favorite venue, The Get Down, here in Portland. That's right. And, hey, everybody, you know, we do say, like, go buy the advance tickets and all that stuff. For real, do it. Yeah. Like, if you're like, I'm probably going to go to that show, then go buy the tickets. And if something comes up and you can't go, you can always sell them on, like, Facebook Marketplace. Or gift or them to somebody that you know will love the music. Yeah, man, it really does help the musicians and it helps the venues. And, and we it, talk a little bit about that here, too. And it keeps the the machine of independent venues and live music going strong. And it really does make me happy to it, see the art. venues happy, the artists happy. It really does make me happy to see our friends going out on tour together like this. Yeah, it's really dope. It's a it's a trip to see the no simple road family of alumni bands going on tour together. It's oh, yeah. really cool. Um, you want to start the business and get them to the interview? Yeah. All right. We do the business. Here we go. You ready, everybody? I'm ready. All right. Follow no simple road at no simple road on all the social media platforms at no simple road. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Check out everything that's going on over there. It's a website. There's things there. Merch. There's a merch store. There's, there's there's a psychedelic um, 
therapy tab where you can uh, get information on if you want to sign yourself up for some psychedelic therapy with Myself Wellness down in Florida. You can sign up for a tarot reading with Aaron and Mel. That's true. You can do that. You can go to w- www. I just said that. Aaron, you just said that. You can call 971-808-1524. That is the No Simple Road Tepid Line, and we do have a call. Oh. No Simple Road family. This is Dave from California. What up, um, Dave? I've been listening to Friday's interview. My self-illness? Um, and I really, really dig it. I I mean, you just don't know. Um, I don't. You're going to tell us. It resonates with me so high um, and so much. Um, I wish I had the cash flow to, to undergo and undertake these treatments uh, with my, my wellness. Um, but on the flip side of that, <laughs> this is uh, show related in, in general. Um, you guys always say that you have, um, you know, a, a different quote unquote interview style with your guests. Um, I would like to put forth and, and hopefully you guys take this to heart because Ooh, I can't wait to hear this. I do feel it immensely. When you guys have these conversations with your guests, they don't feel like interviews and for you to continue to call them interviews <laughs> feels disingenuous. All right. Um, and that's because they're so personal. You go beyond yeah. and that's what I fell in love with your podcast for. Mm-hmm. And well, one of the many things, of course. Um, so please, please consider refraining from using the word interview How about and in- using conversation we have I and of course that's that. just one crazy californian's uh, opinion but it feels right it feels the way it should uh, i love you guys i Aww. love the nsr family and i hope that everybody's having an extremely fabulous day today <laughs> i had just um just overcame the flu so i'm out enjoying some sun sunny weather here in in California, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. returning yeah. to work and getting in the car and driving and enjoying the sun. So much love, much love, much love. Hugs, kisses, <laughs> uh, all kinds of love to everybody. All but kinds. G-rated, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you new, Dave. <laughs> How about a intersation? Wait, <laughs> I love it. Converview. You, you sound great, Dave. At the very beginning, I was like, oh, "Wow!" And then that explains over the flu, out getting some sun. I, I think that sometimes we just kind of cross over, but we have definitely so oh, talked about conversations for sure. But sometimes we still we'll, call it we'll call it an interview. Um, and it's for no particular reason. I don't think that we're we're trying to say interview or or, or exclude I, conversation. It's like the tradition. I have, a while back, Mel and I actually had this conversation mm-hmm. yeah. about not calling them interviews, Dave. So you you're a thousand You're on the bar. Yeah, you are you right bullseye with that one. Um and I try really hard to say conversation. And sometimes I forget. Yeah, yep. same same thing. Yeah, Same-sies. all of us slip up. So that. your your uh, your suggestion is taken to heart, and you have just confirmed something that Mel and I had talked about maybe 
two years ago. Also, sometimes like when we reach out to people, we say it's going to be an interview so that it's more professional yeah, sounding. Right. It's what <laughs> we just want to talk to them and, like, OK, what do you have to say? That, that there, folks, is proper use of the No Simple Road Tepid line, a.k.a. The Dave from California line. Yeah, Dave, thanks for calling and, and mentioning uh, uh, Charles Patty's interview because um, I think a lot of people really enjoy that and we're getting some really great feedback on that. Yeah, so man. thanks for mentioning it. And if you haven't listened to that um, episode, go back and listen to it, y'all. Yep. Uh, continuing the business. Here we go. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We haven't had a review in, since, since November 3rd. November 3rd, Dang. everybody. And uh, not that I'm counting. So we've had no new people listen to the it, it show. Really since then. makes my heart sad that somebody can't just leave a review for us. I mean, come on, man. It's just it's just the thing to well, do. Well, somebody else well, can't. And, and just said this is the final chance because you're listening to this on January 31st. You can be the one and only. To- yeah, and you'll be the first one of the year. Yep. You'll make Aaron really happy. You'll make Mel ecstatic, and you'll Woo. have Apple I, dancing in the streets. I get very excited. And, He'll be dancing. Yeah. And me and Mel like to, like to tussle over who's going to read know. them. And we kind of give each other yeah. the eye behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, no, it's mine. Okay, yeah, Bring back the it. tussle. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, everybody. It's not a vainglorious request. It is actually something that really helps the show. Yeah, But what really helps the show is you telling somebody that you know and love about No Simple Road so that they can become part of the No Simple Road family. And we can continue growing this podcast, which is what we love to do. And if nobody's listening, then we're just in here talking to ourselves. Well, there are some people listening, but we'd like your friends to listen and possibly your family and maybe your coworkers. Yeah. So it's nice to know other people are listening because we do talk a lot. Yeah. Put that in your pipes and smoke (laughs) it. All right, everybody. We are going to get you to this interview with Dave. From Yak Attack and Michelle from Banshee Tree. And I want to remind you that they are going out on tour. Go to their websites, find out where they're going to be if they're coming through your town, go see them. All right. And so, without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you Dave Dave from Yak Attack Attack and and Michelle from Banshee Tree. I can't believe we pulled that off. definitely generally not tardy but we've had some- no man <laughs> it's been it's been a month yeah, yeah i've been i've been watching 2024 guys. has been an asshole <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't put it that way um, i would it's just like down a fight that's what 2024 it's like yeah. down to fight january's been an asshole <laughs> there you go hey but yours has been great yeah um we've actually never done this before yeah. this this is a first time. configuration of no simple road we've never had a, a band True. member watching a band member on no simple road it's very confusing and, and, and from two, two different, different bands yeah. at the same time too yeah um, so you this is a it's history breaking ground yeah it's here. history right, right now happy to be part of it yeah dave dave and michelle why don't you guys introduce yourselves to everybody that's listening so that they know who's here because they can't see you sure you want to go first michelle sure um hey i'm michelle i play drums with banshee tree and we're about to do a tour with my friend Dave, who will introduce himself. Hey, uh, Dave Denosik, and live here in Portland. And uh, my band Yak Attack. We are doing, I think, what like fourteen shows next month uh, in Colorado, uh, California, and the Pacific Northwest. 
uh, as yep. a Kobe with and Banshee. Nevada. And Nevada, oh yeah. Gosh. Are you are you guys yeah. playing Vegas? No, no. Uh, Reno. Okay, good. <laughs> Vegas don't deserve you guys. <laughs> oh, come on. Aaron, can you cheer up a little bit going forward? Because <laughs> I cooked you a nice dinner before we got here. Yes, you did. And you did. This is a really cool thing that we're doing. Well, let. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> we got to see Michelle's beautiful face. I was going to like our... lay into it, but, but no, no, I won't. I'll, no, I'll just this shut is, the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, this is awesome and exciting. Lighten up, Francis. Yeah, no, oh, no, so, no. Dave, we've never had you on before. Let's hear about Yak Attack. Like, if you had to do, like, your elevator pitch, be like, yeah. who is, what is Yak Attack? Yeah, sure. So, you know, the way we send it out in our EPKs and stuff is called the Live Electronic Power Trio. Get up and, on it, Dave. Okay, sorry. There you go. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we bill ourselves as a live electronic power trio. So obviously there's just three of us. And uh, what we think our signature sound is, is, you know, a big wall of sound. I use a live looping rig uh, backed by Ableton, but we only record, you know, real audio, nothing pre-recorded or anything um, from my keyboards and guitar. And then we have live drums and bass. So we like to think um, it's a it's a really nice dynamic mix between the kind of more produced kind of dancing um, EDM mm -hmm. uh, style of music. And then also, you know, the, the, you know, really improvisational with a lot of jamming and a lot of flexibility, uh, you know, to improvise. And uh, so that's been kind of our, our bread and butter. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, falling in love with like uh, the nineties British techno and some of that, like Detroit, uh, you know, house and underground scene. Um, and then of course, like, you know, EDM totally took over the world um, in the, in the, you know, mid to late two thousands. But I had been uh, introduced to, you know, some of the pioneers in the scene, like sound tribe sector nine and the new deal. Wow. And, you know, people who are big influences of us, Lotus, um, you know, and, and just, I had no, I even string cheese like in the late nineties when they oh, yeah. started they, doing they a lot were of one that. of the first jam bands mm -hmm. to kind of cross over into the EDM space. Yeah. And so to, so to kind of grow up like, you know, admiring that, that style of music and then hearing bands do it live. Uh, I never really had considered that possible. And so ever since that point, I was like, I always want to, you know, make this kind of music. And uh, so, yeah, do, having a kind of fusion between a complete, live band blank slate um you know jam possibilities and uh and using the looping and the architecture of you know edm and the style uh to construct songs easily and you know make it sound um not just like a looping act but you know like a real band that uses looping as a tool and uh so we've been uh we've been at it uh this is gonna be the 11th year of existence for the band we started in 2013 and uh, yeah, we couldn't be happier to uh, be starting our, our, our second decade this way. So, Have you ever wanted to be the headlight on a northbound train? Hell have yeah. You? But you just didn't have the fuel to make it happen. Yeah, sometimes that does happen. Yeah. Where our, can I get some fuel? Our friends <laughs> over at Northbound Coffee Roasters have just the thing in store for you. They are a family-owned and operated coffee roastery in Mount Shasta, California, with a combined 22 years of coffee experience and over 600 
Grateful Dead shows between the two of them. I wonder if that makes them better coffee roasters. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That makes us better people. Oh, yeah. Proprietors Keith and Jen pursue top quality coffees to provide for their customers. Northbound Coffee Roaster specializes in specialty organic coffees with a wide variety of roast profiles, blends, and single origin offerings to match the taste of anyone who enjoys a quality cup of coffee. And their new medium roasted Sumatra blend is from an all-women producer group, which is rad. And also they got one more exciting thing going on. They just announced the other day that they are now the proud sponsor and underwriter of the Grateful Dead Hour. And no simple road. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to head over to northboundcoffee.com to learn more and place your order today. They ship anywhere in the U.S. and their coffees are always roasted to order to guarantee that it's actually fresh. Like none of that stuff in the grocery store with no roast date on it. This is like real coffee. When you check out, use the promo code No Simple Road. No Simple Road. And you're going to get free shipping on your first order of any size anywhere in the U.S. And make sure you sign up for the newsletter for additional discounts and other fun stuff coming from our family over at Northbound Coffee Roasters. Wow, that's awesome. That is cool. Michelle, can you do the same for Banshee Tree? Sure. Yeah. Um, So we have uh, a lot of the similar kind of veins that Yak Attack does where we have like um, that like element of like influenced by disco biscuits and like trance music and that kind of thing. Um, and then blending that with like indie songwriting, Tom's a really good songwriter. So he, he writes most of the songs. And so we're rooted in that like indie songwriting, um, form. And then we take that mixed with, um, a lot of, we're also heavily influenced by like Django style swing. So we kind of take all those elements and um bring them into like a live jamming scenario where we're we use a lot of like the trance beats and stuff mixed with the Django style guitar soloing and like indie rock and psych banshee tree is i think i mean we've told you this before like the three of us collectively rarely like latch on to something at the same time and where it like, we're like, Oh shit. But when we met you all in uh, 19, I think it was at at, At at summit. Yeah. Yeah. The three of us collectively, like all at the same time, we're like, Oh shit. This is like, (laughs) this is something different. Mm -hmm. And this is something that, that we all love together. And it's been really dope watching, um, you guys rise. It's mm-hmm. it's been a blast watching everything. And Thank I you. and I love the fact that like our hometown boys and you guys mm-hmm. are now doing stuff together. How did how did the connection happen between the two of you? I um, think it I think it happened at Sawtooth Valley Gathering. We did because we did both did the late night and we like Right. We both did the late night, right? Yeah. Yeah. We did like Friday and you guys did Saturday or we did Thursday and you guys did Friday, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we, we saw each other's bands play and we were like, whoa, this would be a really good, like double bill. <laughs> yeah. Really strong double bill. And like, um, we just like, we got along super well. We're hanging out backstage and we're like, we should do this. And, what? and then it just came together. 
everybody in the bands felt like that. Yeah. So I, so I have to admit, um, you know, we came into Sawtooth hoping to connect with y'all and talk about this possibility. Right. Cause so I think nice. you talk about strum at 19. Yeah. If I remember correctly, y'all played it like the, one of those top of the bowl tweener sets and yep. there's, you know, where there's just like thousands of people. And, yes. And it's just a raging party. I, I, I love that stage. Um, and we had to bounce, you know, typical summer festival. You play your show and then you have to get out and go to somewhere else. Um, but all anybody was talking about in our scene was you guys. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then and then and <laughs> then I and then I saw you at some random festival. It was like a, a small festival in in Idaho. Um, and we were doing the late night and I was playing with uh, my friend's band uh, Lost Docs. And we played and then we had to like get in the van and drive. We saw like 30 minutes of your set. And that was the first time I saw you guys live. And, uh, you know, and then just, you know how it is. You see each other, uh, see the posts and the shows and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, these guys are killing it. They have presence in these markets. Like, sounds like the, you know, the music is obviously great. The the talent is, is obviously great. Um, you know, so we were, we were talking about, uh, you know, me and uh, our manager, Mitch, um, you know, just like, I want to get out there and like do it with a band, like where everybody's doing it for the right reasons. And there's, you know, like do like a true, kind of Cobill same team kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, it seemed like it was going to be, you know, a fit for a lot of functional reasons. And then when we kicked it at Sawtooth and then saw your full set, I was like, this is, you know, this is, this is going to be the shit. So uh, I'm, I'm really glad it worked out. And, uh, um, and yeah, Michelle, thank you so much for, you know, all, all the, all the hustle you put in to um, help get things routed and everything. And uh, the, you know, tour looks fantastic and can't wait to get started next week. We interrupt this program with an important news bulletin. Take care of your head. Your head's important. Very important. One of the ways that you can take care of your head is through one of our fantastic sponsors, Melt Premium Mushroom Chocolates. Mushroom chocolates, you say? That's right. Wow, mushroom chocolates. Okay. And guess what? They got a brand new flavor. What's the flavor, Apple? Tell us. It's quinoa, puff quinoa crunch. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were going to say quinoa punch. That'd be disgusting. So try that one. And the other flavors, I think there's about nine other flavors. And if you don't like that, they also have capsules now. Yep. Every bar comes with four grams of their sacred mushroom blend, along with other adaptogens and functional mushrooms. And they ship anywhere in the U.S. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to Instagram and follow at Melt Mushrooms, M-E-L-T-M-U-S-H-R-O-M-S, and shoot them a DM. Tell them that No Simple Road sent you. And you are going to get buy one, get one half off from our family over at Melt Premium Mushroom Chocolates. Don't hesitate. Take care of your head. That's right. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. So, yeah. Michelle, Michelle, yeah, you took care of these um, arrangements? Is that how that happened? Yeah. Yeah, I booked it. Dang. So, you're booking stuff on top of all the other stuff you're posting on Instagram? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's hear what you've been up to lately, because us, in addition to Banshee Tree, you have this booming career where you're traveling with every you're on stage with everybody. We were just talking about it right before we hopped on. Like if you live in Colorado or tour through Colorado, you've seen or played with Michelle. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like. And that's awesome because that shows your diversity, first of all. And, you know, well, you know how we feel. We're like Michelle with the bat, mad beats. That's when we first met you. That's how we felt. And we still feel like that because now with Lindsay Lou. So can you talk a little bit about your career and kind of where it's headed maybe since 2019 or? 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, since 2019, God, that's like, Years there's like worlds within. Right. Yeah, right yeah. So <laughs> how, however long Layers. you feel is right. That's- <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean, that was, that was when Banshee Tree really started growing was like 2019 and then pandemic. Somehow we managed to like grow through the pandemic because we, we use the time to like make an album and then like we're out the gates touring as soon as we could. Um, so that was like a big part of everything. And then, um, and then a year ago I did that Denver comes alive show at mm-hmm. the mission. And that's where I met Lindsay Lou and like all the winter wonder woman and yes. like that whole scene. So, um, she asked me to just, uh, tour with her to do like, to support her album. So, um, so yeah, I've done, we just did two weeks with green sky, which was really a pleasure. And, um, yeah. And I'm just doing like sprinkled tours here and there with her. And, um, now Banshee tree is going to start hitting. It's super hard starting with this, this tour here. So that's gonna, we've been working on our album. So that's almost done. Yay. So that's hopefully fall release. And, um, so yeah, I've really just been touring with Banshee Tree, Lindsay, and then starting to release solo music. I when wow. do you sleep? Uh, <laughs> I weirdly sleep a lot. Okay. <laughs> I, I just picture you like at your dry, you're like you're sleeping, but you're still like don't stop, like energize your body. I have woken up at my drum set more than once. Oh, but we started this whole, and then you have the booking on top of that. And that's how, so how do you go about booking for a tour like this? Um, honestly, this one was the easiest tour I've ever booked. Cause like, it's such a badass like Cobill. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just like a fun show start to finish. Cause yes. we're both like dance party bands. So like it was like, and, and we have like similar strong regions. So like it came together pretty easy. I just focused on each different region we wanted to, to do. And then when I got enough holds in each region, then we just went through and confirmed them all. Wow. So, you know, like based on the region, you know, what rooms to approach and, and how to do that, like who to go to and all that stuff. And is that just come from like years of touring and doing your thing and, getting relationships with people. Yeah. Relationships are like the most important thing. And like when you find a venue that you have, that is like a good vibe and is like the right size for your band and the right, like audience, then like, I'll keep going back to them until we outgrow them. Cause I think it's important to keep relationships. Mm. So yeah, my, my network of like venues and stuff just grew from doing it for so many years. You know, for both of you, we've seen both bands growing over the past since COVID really, I think both of you have really like started to kind of rise to the top of the scenes. Is it, I know that it's your dream to play music and to do it for as many people as possible, but when you've had a dream for a long time and, and it's finally starting to come true, do you see it? as it's happening. I, 
Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, you know, I remember you, you see a band like, like Eggy or something that like mm. came through the West Coast for like the first time or like happened with the special and, you know, they're, they're playing these rooms for the first time ever. And there's like, you know, 300, 400 people there on a Wednesday and you can see that like that's beating expectations for them. Right. And they can, you know, and I, and I feel like capturing those moments, like if you're in the audience watching a band like that, just like be so like high on the audience reaction and they can kind of like see that path forward and there's like glimmers. Right. And so I think I always look at it. There's things that make you feel that way. And then there's things that don't make you feel that way. And a lot of times there'll be like 10 plus things that happen either way like that in a single day. Um, you know, for me, I try to be real. I like try to be on like the realistic cynical side of things and just say, you know, like if you asked me where I wanted to be in X amount of time, and I wouldn't want to tell you I want to be here in this amount of time or whatever. Right. I just want to be like either ha still having fun or making some kind of incremental progress. And for me, that's all I can hope for, you know, realistically with the way the industry works and how competitive everything is. And yeah. the fact that there's young guns nipping at your heels, you know, every day that have better backing and better marketing and, and are, mm. you know, super talented. And um, it's it, it's tough out there um, for anybody. And, uh, you know, so at this point, I'm I'm pretty much as grateful to still be doing it. So the opportunity to play with incredible bands and, and, you know, go out and, you know, as, as Michelle put it really well, I think developing partnerships with the venues, the communities, the fans, um, cause you know, we're, we're all on the same team here. And, uh, right. you know, it's one thing I, I think has really changed with COVID is just the, the realities of there's, there's not enough money, um, mm -hmm. for anybody to make it right now. It's tough. And, you know, so the, the, we used to, you know, our team would go aggressively negotiate with venues and get the highest guarantees we could, et cetera, et cetera. And now places can't afford to stay in business that way and take that kind of risk. And, um, you know, so we're trying to really make sure that, you know, if the show is successful, it's going to be successful for everybody. And, it, you know, and, and if it, if it turns out to be a little debtor, I can't, I really can't afford to have the venue taking a, a huge loss because that venue might shut its doors the next time we're through, or we might not be able to play that market. So you, you have know. to like, care for the scene by allowing that to happen occasionally. Yeah. I think it's just, I, I think there's a fine balance between like being realistic and looking out for everybody and advocating for yourself. Because if you don't strongly do that, then everyone will take advantage of you. Right. And finding that balance, um, you know, and, and use and playing the long game, um, yeah. So it's not just about this show or how much money you're making this time. It's about, you know, how often do you want to be back here? And, you know, how, like, how do you want your band to, you know, be developing in these markets, I think is, is really important. And so we're, we're definitely trying to, you know, take that long, that long-term approach, um, you know, and, and not worry too much about metrics or, um, you know, how many followers we're getting or, uh, you know, the, the, if, if those moments happen where we feel like, hell yeah, this is awesome. That's great. And I'll take them. Um, but if I were to like, you know, commit myself to a certain amount of those or a certain amount of progress, I, I, you know, it just, you're you setting yourself, yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And also the, that's a healthy approach to take. It really is. It's like react rational and reality based. Well, and the comparison game is, is fucked. Yeah. 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 As soon as you start comparing yourself, what did they say? Comparison is the thief of joy. Like yep. you're, you're done. Totally. 
and well, we just happened to have Blake. I just want to bring that up. Sure, um, hopefully, he, he Blake was here last night, the owner of the Get Down, talking yeah. a little bit about what you just said about you know there's just simply not enough money for everybody to make as much as they deserve that's just straight up you know like definitely the musicians clearly need more but then the promoters need more because then how are you going to find out about these awesome musicians and then you got to deal with those partnerships like you were talking about michelle like you know of the bookers of these places and then the venues it's it's so expensive to keep a venue open this is like dead space all day most of the day unless they have a secondary thing um to have these acts so it's like how do we like get some like blood flow or fresh air into this um into this art to bring some money some more money into it or allocate it in a more fair way well it, it think, I, I don't know think about this Mel, like if the independent venue the smaller venues don't operate then we're not going to see new music that the music is it we're shut off from the ability to go experience new bands yeah the bigger bands that can play the 2500 plus rooms are going to be able to do their thing but the band that's just starting out we wouldn't we wouldn't know about dogs in a pile we wouldn't know about eggy if it wasn't for independent smaller venues yeah. you know what i mean we wouldn't know about yak attack because they've had to come up through that scene to yeah. be able to be heard and i think it's important for bands to do what yak attack and banshee tree are doing in like partnering together to make it doable for everybody yeah. so that the thing can stay alive do you get yeah. what i mean yeah michelle have you have you kind of um had the opportunity to step outside of yourself and see what's going on and the rise of Banshee tree and you and kind of take it in and feel it. Yeah. It's, and it's funny that you say step outside of yourself. Cause that is exactly what it takes. It's like, because you can just get in the minutia of like mm -hmm. constantly picking up the goalpost and moving it, moving it. Um, but, but yeah, um, I, I, I have, because I really appreciate, like I have so much gratitude with like, the way people receive us and the community that we're about that we're like able to build, like, like even you guys, when we first met in 2019, we had never played Oregon before. I don't think. And that was like our first bigger festival. And you guys like welcomed us like family and like the ease with which we're able to like create families and like good feelings all over the place is it it gives me like this like excitement and like confidence that we're able to grow because that's like, yeah. I see us being able to do that. So I have been able to feel it. Yeah. It, it's a trip. Like my dad was a, um, a movie producer and a, and a writer and a director. And he, my whole life he was hustling. He never worked a nine to five. Like he was always doing his thing. And, uh, I remember him saying like, yeah, when I finish a project, like the, the, like while they're doing the rap party, I'm already thinking about the next project. And I was always like, wow, that's fucking kind of sad, man. Like you never, <laughs> you never had the opportunity to like soak in your success. But I say that to say like we did that thing with Frasco at Ophelia's last year 
And I had one of those moments of like stepping outside of myself and being like, holy <coughs> shit. Like if I had told myself five years ago that this is what I was going to be doing right now, I would have been like, ha, no way, you know? Yeah. But immediately, as soon as it was over, I was like, okay, what's next? What's you next? know what I mean? I was like, and I think that that's important to be able to step outside of yourself and see your success. And like you said, have gratitude for where you're at and the hard work that you've done and like feel pride and proud of yourself and fuck. Yeah, I did it. But then also on the flip side of that, be able to put that away back in your pocket and be like, all right, let's go. Mount up. Let's keep going. You know what I mean? And not for any kind of like, don't, don't get me wrong. Not for any kind of like hustle mentality of like, I got to be at the top of the fucking pile and I want all, you know what I mean? Like it gives a shit. I want to have, the most fun possible. That's the goal. Like, yeah, that's what you were I saying. Do the Dave. coolest like, shit I could possibly do, and that, that's the goal. It's not like I don't. You know, I I would love to be as big as Joe Rogan. It's never going to happen. I would love it, but if it doesn't happen, that's fine. As long as I have fun with my family and my friends, like, cool. I'm good to go. You're big. Yeah. You're bigger than Joe Rogan. He's pretty short. <laughs> he's, he's like five eight. I'm five eleven. You're right. Done. Score. All right. Moving on. Next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's next? Uh, I think that's like it, that's kind of like the the shadow side of like someone who's constantly wanting to like grow and and improve and get better and like is like the the like not allowing yourself to celebrate it and just yes. like needing to grow, needing to grow without like you know feeling ever feeling good enough mm-hmm. but if you can like ride the line between like growing and still appreciating all the growth i think that's the sweet spot yeah. i feel like gra- gratitude is what really allows you to digest that feeling of like you you accomplish more you want more you accomplish more you want more when you're grateful it kind of takes it off of the task and what you're receiving and it's just happy for the experience you know and so you're not like, you know, that chasing your tail, it's just like, like you said, kind of walk mm-hmm. in a nice fine line. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it helps you move from like an egocentric, like self, I achieved this yeah. to, a, 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 you know, a much more healthy and sustainable pattern of humility where it's like, you know, yeah, we play an awesome show. It's not like I put on this awesome show. I'm grateful that all of you showed up. I'm grateful that the band killed it, you yeah. know, and that we, we, you know, have, you know, ability to provide those experiences for people. And, and, you know, it's, it's, I feel very much like it's not about me when mm. we throw a successful show because, you know, it's, it's usually because there's so much energy and so much love, uh, you know, in the room. And I think it's, it can be tough to stay humble in this, in this game sometimes, you know, and, and just like always keeping that mindset that, you know, you're creating something with the help of everyone around you and with the help of your community mm. and, you know, and mm-hmm. the mechanic who fixes your van and, you know, every single, it takes wow. so many people with the help of, uh, you know, folks like yourselves, you're talking about this for the show, you know, it's, it elevates us local musicians when, you know, we're able to come on and do interviews with, uh, with, with folks who have got a national platform and things like that. So, you know, we're all, we're all part of it. And, um, you know, for me, uh, you know, every single one of those people is, is invested in a part of, you know, mm. all those good feelings in the piece and of the pie. I, yeah. yeah. I love that too. And like, like you were talking, like being in the sweet spot and all that and everything is something we learned a while ago. Once we got in our rhythm, like everything we do 
is our new favorite. It's like a joke. <laughs> it's like a joke with us. It's like it's like went to a show last night. That was my favorite show ever. And then you go to a show the next night because our community is so strong and supportive. And like he said, it's not really about you. It's about the community and all the and the new connections and stuff. So we joke all it's it's like that that that's my new favorite. And you know it's just gonna keep getting better. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. Until we go to the sphere and then that's it. And that's where yeah. everything is. Everything's sphere. over. Stop. Yeah. You guys got sphere tickets? We did. Yes. Oh, through the lottery? Nice. No. Okay. I, I, I did the, the travel package thing. Him, I, him, yeah. and, him and Mel go all out. I'm, I, I only get to do oh, the man, Sunday show. I do. I, I got to work on 420. I work in the cannabis industry and there is no way you can have 420 off when you're in the cannabis Dude. industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that's, awesome. that's, yeah 420 is the last day of our tour we just added five more dates like in april and we're gonna end in big sky montana on on 420 yeah Yeah. couldn't think of a prettier place to uh, spend this this is the other the other sad thing to is is aaron and mel are going to be in mexico when you guys play here yeah Yeah. i am going to be there but they're going to be that was the one thing they were like that was a gut punch for yeah, us. Yeah, so a- Apple's got to represent Sorry. for No Simple Road. But Apple, you're going to be there. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, and you know who else is going to be there is Kat, Michelle. She's going to be there too. She yes. So another way that this community grows, again, another Colorado <laughs> connection, you know, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of um, Michelle's and I, moved from Colorado and ended up working at the same place. And she found out about, you know, our show and was like, Oh my gosh. And saw like that we had talked to you and just like kind of the synchronistic way of like, Oh my gosh, you know, Michelle, Oh my gosh. You know, and the community of the fans, which is what we are. Mm -hmm. That's what we started out as the, you know, just pure fans of music like you were saying, I love what you were saying, Dave, about everybody having a part mm-hmm. and people like her. She is a champion of you as a female, as a fellow Coloradan, as a badass musician. Like, And so I think that kind of energy that's going toward y'all for like for like the fans recognizing what an elevating and really like these are like these experiences you we talk about them all the time like you were saying michelle like 2019 i think was a big year for all of us right like mm-hmm. there was a lot going on in 2019 that kind of felt like a pinnacle of some sort and we were making all these connections and meeting these amazing people and like the weather was beautiful like <laughs> you know what i mean like the perfect, singing. there yeah. was a unicorn on our lawn no it was it was like this incredible thing and like even through 2020 somehow that good energy managed to keep growing right because most of the bands that are we're all going to now and like are doing the you know bumped up from those smaller venues that that 2020 was their time and and 2021 and you know like on and on so like I think that community is getting so much thicker. You know, the soup is getting Mm. to be more of a stew now, you know, and it feels so good to be, like you said, Dave, again, everyone's doing their part. And I I hadn't really seen it quite like you were mentioning it a a minute ago before, you know, um, that we're like helping the piece of the pie with the local artists or whatever, but like, and local meaning every, (laughs) you know, our States local, you know, um, but yeah, it's just like really cool 
to be a part of this, to see these kinds of relationships grow. And I'm really sad we're going to miss the show. I know. <laughs> I can't believe you're going to miss our show February 23rd at the get down. In yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but you guys listening should totally go. February 23rd. At the get down. Um, or or the big, where you playing the big dirty down in Eugene. Yep. And what, um, the Volcano Room and Bend. Yeah, Volcanic yep. Theater and Bend. Volcanic Theater. Okay. And then we're doing High Dive uh, in Seattle. That's the last week of the tour. Um, but we've got uh, six shows in Colorado, and that's where the tour starts. So the first date is going to be uh, Thursday, February 1st, at the Coast in Fort Collins. Uh, and then we're doing Friday at the Be- uh, Magic Beans. They're our super homies for many, many years. And uh, they... Uh, do like a like a winter mini festival in Frisco, so we're doing that on Friday. Dope. It's gonna be us, then Banshee, then Magic Beans on oh. one bill. It's gonna be insane. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, That's yeah. an overload. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Saturday we're doing uh, uh, Cervantes. Uh, in Denver and that's uh, a big show uh for us so uh we uh so so you know people always ask what you can do to support bands buy those advanced tickets yes. uh, online in our yeah, bio buy the advanced um, tickets. Yeah. you know and if you can't come then you can post on Facebook that you have some extra tickets you want to sell because i hear all those are totally legitimate when- <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it's funny you mentioned that like the whole advanced ticket thing. I never, never understood that that was even a big deal. I was like, well, yeah. I mean, if you get them in advance, it doesn't matter. You can get them at the door. Who cares? I never understood that. That's a really huge thing for, for you. Right. Yeah. It helps. <sighs> it, it definitely, it makes people want to book us again. If we sell a lot of tickets before the show because then it's like okay we're good with the show we know it's gonna you know there's always a bunch of walk-ins but if there's a solid amount of pre-sales mm-hmm. it's very helpful for the bands all right we but- gotta make advanced tickets the coolest shit out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like it's like designer something like oh my gosh i got my advanced if you tics, get your ticket what? your advanced ticket you get free sticker or you like get no. it early? Do you you like get it early? You wear it. It's like all oh, bedazzled Just like, or you something. Know, yeah, <laughs> we'll bedazzle your presale. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do or something, you, or you can just get that lame, boring ticket at the door. At the door. Like, yeah. you're, you're dumb. <laughs> do you got you guys want to do something different? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. All right, Michelle. So, interview Dave. Interview Dave. Yeah. Gosh, yes. Okay, Okay, maybe not interview. Let's do like two. Just a couple of questions. Two questions each. Yeah, a couple of questions. Um, okay. Um, Dave, which shows are you the most excited for on this tour we have coming up? Ooh, uh definitely Denver. Um, and definitely Frisco, uh, in terms of the Colorado ones. Um I uh uh both those I think are going to, are going to go off and, uh, going to be really good times. Um, I am pretty pumped to play this weird, like warehouse party that we're playing on Valentine's day too in Oakland. It's, uh, you know, we've been connecting with various folks when we go and play uh, San Francisco and there's, you know, I, I had no idea how bifurcated the scene was between San Francisco proper and East Bay, for instance. And so there's apparently like a, you know, vibrant musician scene and we're doing this little pickup gig, um, with, uh, one of our buddies that we, we met from Oakland and it's going to be like a, you know, start 
start late and end super late kind of thing. And oh, wow. um, it's going to be, you know, a little looser and, uh, and vibey and, you know, but, uh, yeah. but it should be a new, new kind of experience. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, always really excited to play hometown shows and uh, really excited to get back to the get down. And that, that's going to be, that's going to be a rocking show. So um, I am, I'm pretty pumped for all of them, but I think those are some, some highlights that uh, I'm really looking forward to. So yeah. wow. awesome. cool. excellent question, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, why did you start playing music? I have, she have a good origin story. Um, the, so my parents say when I was three years old, um, I had one of those like toy xylophones mm. that every kid has. Yes. And so they say that when I was three, I came home from church one day and started playing all the songs from church on the, the toy xylophone. Oh, wow. And so they were oh, like, got, maybe we should get this kid like piano lessons. Or so something. you had the ear at like three. I had like, the ear. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And, um, and so then I spent, you know, a part of my early to middle childhood um doing like the classical music competitions and stuff like that and um i burned out of that at age 11 um you know because at that point there's eight-year-olds who are practicing eight hours a day that are just kicking my ass wow. um oh my God. and so i kind of just you know went and became a, a kid again for a while and then in high school <laughs> you know discovered jam band music and discovered like electric guitar and um started getting back into it on the on the popular slash you know jam psych uh you know, classic rock side. Right. And, uh, and I'm glad that I had the time off and glad that, you know, I was able to develop those chops at an early age and, and also glad that I don't play that type of music anymore. <laughs> I love it and respect it. I think it's yeah. not, you know, a very high version of the art form, but, um, that's a really tough kind of way to, uh, you know, uh, create, um, to, have to have every single note dialed in, yeah. have everything like already subject to uh, tons of people's interpretations and, you know, um, and then still be, you know, working your ass off and uh, having, having a crapshoot chance of, you know, any kind of sustainable success. It's, yeah. it's tough. That's so wild. I have yeah. a lot more fun on stage now than I did than I did back then. I can tell you that. That sounds, okay. that sounds like really uh, anxiety driven performance. Like, Oh my God. At every moment, like, and, and if the fuck up happens, it's the end of the world where like an improv music, you like fuck discipline. up and everybody's like, yay, fucked up. Like dance, dance. You get props if you play like partially correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, we almost got that foam, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, dope. it's like the different, like, like dancing at a jam band show compared to like ballet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disciplined and hurting and bandaged up to just having fun. Yeah. Michelle, you killed it. That was great. You did, did great. Yeah. All right, Dave. Yeah. You know, you know what's about to happen. Okay. It's your turn. Two right. questions for Michelle. So Michelle, <laughs> with Banshee Trees uh, rise over the past few years, um, are you guys planning on pushing east or nationwide this year? And is there anything you can share about those plans at this point? Good question. Um yes, we are planning on going east. Um we Right now, I'm basically waiting on some festival um, holds. And if they come through, then I'm going to build a tour around that. So hopefully we'll be doing um, an East Coast tour in June. Ooh. And um, we're definitely we're going to Florida in uh, one, one of them I can't announce yet, but we are going to do a Key West show in March. So we're going out to Ooh, Florida sweet. in March. Um, 
doing some shows at the Parrot. And um, we'll probably go to Florida also at some point in the in the summertime or like spring. So nothing is like written in stone yet, but we plan to get out there and hopefully do some Midwest stuff as well. Awesome. Okay. I got one more one question. More. Okay. Um, what advice would you give to a band trying to roll around in a shitty van in Colorado during the winter? <laughs> in the winter Completely time, objective um, question here. Yeah, no, really? yeah, never asking, asking for a friend. <laughs> no tires. Yeah. I would recommend snow tires. No tires. Um, uh, full coverage. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> hey, that's mind you, it's a shitty van. <laughs> okay, chains. Yeah, uh, but but no, legit. Uh, I would get snow tires. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're gonna put that on this baby. <laughs> is it? I mean, is it gnarly? I've I've never been in the wintertime. I've only been to Dicks in the in the summertime. Well, so. we're doing some mountain shows. So we're doing we're doing schmiggities. Yeah. Actually, I'm really excited about that. that one's gonna be awesome because it's during their like winter carnival weekend. So it's oh, like sweet. the busiest weekend of the year there. Um so we're going out to Steamboat and that's like up over a pass and, mm. and all that stuff. So it's oh. it can be pretty gnarly. Okay. You see, and where else are we going? You said schmiggities? Schmiggities. That's, yeah. that's a dope marriage. We're going to play yeah. Schmiggities. Yeah, it's in Steamboat Springs. Yeah. Right. And oh, and we're doing Buena Vista. Or Bu- I, I, you know, Buena I grew Vista. up in Colorado. And so it's like, it always bugs me when people, the locals will say Buena Vista because clearly oh, yeah, it's Buena right, Vista. Yeah, that's how Yeah. <laughs> Buena Vista. Um, yeah, yeah. It can be, uh, it can be snowy there too. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah snow tires. It's gnarly out yeah. here. Michelle, it gets gnarly here now too. Just saying. Yeah. Nobody is safe. No, no. exactly. Uh-huh. The Earth decided to change the game for all of us. So yeah, it's yep. a, it's a weird... or we decided to change the game for Earth. Yeah, I don't know. There, there. That's probably better said. So, uh, I want to ask one last question, and then whatever you were going to say. Just one more. Well, maybe this I'll is have it. A follow for up. forever. You're done. Maybe. No simple roads over. Um, I want to know if. For, and this is for either of you, um, Dave or Michelle. Do you have like at the beginning of the year, do you subscribe to like making like a goal, like a musical goal for yourself? Or like, do you have musical goals for yourself or, or make them? Um, yeah, I, I absolutely do. I, I wouldn't say it's at the beginning of the year. It's always rolling though. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm always looking six months to a year out. I'm like a super nerd. Like I'm right now I'm surrounded by like a whiteboard that says Banshee tree eight months and has like tour zones and like album projection goals and all that. And then I have calendar right here that has like all these sticky notes, like that get moved as like the things happen. So I'm looking like in six months, three, six year chunks and just, you know, as the goals are made, more goals get, they get developed. So it's like a continual. Yeah, that's awesome. That actually that uh, that actually sounds very much like a for all the tech nerds out there an agile delivery board. Oh <laughs> yeah, yes. put a little task for your for your code, and then you move them across, and everything is always shifting and being dynamic with what your priorities are at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I I think I I I'm very ashamed to uh, admit my. Uh, what sounds like far inferior organizational prowess <laughs> in uh, my music life. Um, I can tell you the main thing that 
you know, I've been trying to get done for a long time now. And I'm again, very ashamed to, you know, admit how long it's taken, but we do have new recorded music, you know, in the works, we've got four songs that are in the can and ready to be sent to mastering. And, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm, we started recording, um, you know, these songs literally the day that COVID kind of got quote announced. Oh my gosh. And so it's just been a long, one of those long processes. And, um, you know, I, frankly, I, I have a lot, I have more trouble than I used to kind of being in that, uh, perfectionist, uh, long form studio setting. Um, but you know, we do, we, we have made some milestones there and, um, hopefully we will have some, some good stuff to release, um, you know, later this year. Cool. Um, and yeah, so pumped to put some new, some new studio stuff out there. I'm glad you brought that up. That's, that's, a, that's well, that's, other than saying hi and giving you a hug, that's like the first thing I asked you when we were out of the patio. I was like, new music coming? <laughs> it's the improvisational music scene is a strange animal. Um, because I can listen to Studio Grateful Dead or Studio Fish or whatever, insert jam band name here, and then I can listen to live that band, and it's two different things. It's They're completely different. And I can't think of another like genre of music that's quite like that. I mean, pop music, if you go see the pop star play, you're going to hear the album basically right that sound of the song Um, yeah so for both of you is it difficult to translate the sound of your band in the studio and in a in a way that you feel is genuinely representing what you do live um yeah so for for yak it's it's i think we've done a couple things one is we haven't gone um, full tilt with like post-production and instrumentation and like structures or songs that we couldn't replicate live. So that's the first thing you're tempted to do, you know, especially with the live loop rig, there's, there's some just technical limitations that prevent you from doing certain things that, you know, a, a five piece band could do for instance. Right. Um, but we try to, you know, write the songs and record them in a way that sounds realistic so that when we do play live, it, you know, it sounds pretty much like, the studio songs sound pretty much the same live. Um, and you know, the other thing is, is with our particular configuration, um, you know, I can lay down all the different layers and have all my sounds at the ready. So, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes for studio records, I'll use synths that are, you know, more expensive and more analog signal chains and I'll use real pianos and stuff like that. But overall, you know, I'm using sounds that, um, you know, can be created live. So I want to, I don't want the, the, the listener to be like, Oh, well, they were cool live, but it sounds nothing like the record. Um, but I also don't, but I also don't want people thinking that we're just playing exactly like the record. Right. And so it's a tough balance. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's been our kind yeah, of approach for our spot. Albums, yeah. yeah. What about you, Michelle? I would say that we've kind of embraced the dynamic, um, of the difference between, you know, the album sound and the live, and the live thing, I, I kind of love that the songs are really different live. And um, the the first album, uh, or our first album is basically live tracked. So it, it's like, it is the songs in their pure form and we play those songs and we just kind of extend them and, um, you know, add jams into them and stuff. Um, this next album that we're doing, we, we are like going, we're going in with like 
layering, layering lots of violin and like we'll probably even put some synth on it. And we're just going to dive into like making the album just like a full, beautiful album and just kind of embracing the fact that when we play those songs live, you're going to get those songs. You're going to get the the word, the verses, the choruses they are all going to hit. But mm-hmm. like, I love that they sound different. And I, I, I think we're going to do a live album so that we have that component because it does make it a little bit difficult to, especially for what we have out now, like here's what we have online. It's not really what you get live. Like, you know, I, I have the, the archive.org stuff to like live shows to like send to people to kind of show people what we do live. But um, yeah, I think, I think having just a live album would be like, the perfect um kind of like uh way to meet in the middle with all yeah, those things yeah yeah it's it's such a interesting corner of the art world of the music world because because of that like there's so many bands that we had never seen before and like before we would go to the show you try and listen to the studio stuff and you're like this doesn't hit and then mm-hmm. and then you go see them live you're like oh that's my new favorite you know what i mean like totally. and then and then you go back and listen to that studio stuff and it rocks you're like you hear it different now <laughs> like oh my ears are turned on to this shit now i can i right. can hear it so you it's, can feel in the spaces yeah and it's a it's a weird like i said that doesn't really exist elsewhere you don't that you're not getting that with a you know bruce springsteen show or billy joel or Taylor Swift or you can't whatever. say that until you go to them. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. I heard that. Take me the to go see Taylor is Swift. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Can't afford that. He can afford fish, but he can't afford Taylor That's Swift. That's true. Dude, I heard oh, Taylor Swift does some massive devil. type two. You, yeah. know? <laughs> you, you oh, never know. Dead and company could come out with some crazy shit next next year, like, or this year, Taylor Swift on tour with them. And John Mayer. Um, yeah, I, I, but I think I like that. I like that part of this of like kind of not knowing if I haven't seen a band, not knowing and the studio stuff being, um, I like that. I like going to a show and being surprised and in a good way. And, and then being able to go back. I, I think that that would be the hardest part of, being a improvisational music band to me of like how do we get people to listen to us that haven't come to the show to know who we are you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that i think that's the the thing that 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 is a thing that's totally a thing because yeah it's it's like if you show an album that's like polished and clean and it's like it's hard to get into certain spaces if your album doesn't represent like that live high energy like jam thing people aren't gonna have any reason to believe that that's what you do because they don't have that sample yeah yeah and and wow the polish that's on it may not be there live right right? but i mean that's kind of the live thing it shouldn't be at least to me i don't want it polished i want it raw i want it i want the train wreck possibility at all times you know what i mean like but when it when they hit it that's when the magic happens like i'm waiting for that that you know the in-between moment so right i uh 
I always wonder like how you find that balance. And, and I think that kind of doing what you guys are doing by going out together is one way to expose new fans to other bands, like people that like Yak that haven't seen Banshee Tree are now going to see you guys for the first time and get to know who you are and vice versa. It would, I, I wonder if like, if you guys had considered all of that before going out, like if, if, you know, melding the two audiences together is part of going out on the road. I mean, I definitely think that there's a strategic, there's like a strategic consideration of that, mm. but I can tell you from our perspective, this was musically That's something cool. that we were really excited for. I mean, you know, we, we, we've for a long time <coughs> liked to do shows with like bluegrass bands and things like that. And, you know, you, you think about the way the kick drum is and four on the floor is, is just like it is in house music. And, right. you know, bass on the upbeats is just like it is when you're ducking the, ducking the kick and, you know, having your side chain compressors on and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like, just, you know, very base level similarities and it's both danceable and, you know, we choose to try to focus on the uplifting side and yes. the melodic side of, of electronic music and stuff like that. And so I think, you know, the vibe um, is going to be both real consistent in terms of it's going to be dancey and entertaining. And I think great just from a musical kind of talent and sophistication mm-hmm. perspective, okay. but also um, the way that we approach kind of those components is, is so different and unique from each other that I think it'll be that nice balance between you're going to watch both bands and be like, wow, like these bands were, you know, very different from each other, but also there's, it, there's a consistency and it makes sense in terms of like the vibe and the overall energy and stuff like that. So um, that's what I'm, I think most excited about, uh, about this. Uh, so yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Before we go, Michelle, I have, I'm, have to ask a strange question before we leave. So um, <laughs> it, I'm sure that on stage you've had spiritual moments. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there one particular moment like that, that stands out to you in the last year? In the last year. Okay. Let's not, let's not leave it to the last year ever. Let's do ever. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so one that really stands out to me, um, we were playing with, um, we were opening for Dvochka on New Year's Eve mm-hmm. at the Bluebird in Denver. And I was like performing didn't always come natural to me. There was like a point when I like realized that as a musician, I had to that meant I had to be on stage all the time. And I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so like, I didn't, you know, I was always really like shy with the audience and like, you know, didn't look up too much. And I had this moment where it was like my drum solo moment. And it's like a packed crowd with like balcony and everything. And I looked up during the solo and like, everybody was holding me. And it was just this like moment of just like, like deep gratitude and like realization that I could just like completely let my walls down and allow people to hold me back. Whoa. Whoa. And does that, (laughs) does that carry over after 
into day to day with like yeah, in, integrating it, the experience? Well, you mean in, in, in letting my walls down yeah. and allowing that? Yeah. I think it, it carried through on the stage, like in, in like anytime I would feel like stage fright or like, you know, and, and anything like that, or if I started to feel like in my head about like messing up or whatever, I could go back to that moment and remember that like everybody, everybody wants you to succeed. Everybody's at the show because they want to like create this energy vortex that we're all creating together. Right. So I can let all that shit go because like we're all here for the same reason. Yeah. Wow. And and to the the idea that you personally were ever shy on stage is fucking mind blowing to me. Like it's after seeing what you do up there, like really, really yeah. for reals. Yeah. <laughs> I used to get scared. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a trip. Do you still get scared? <laughs> no, actually I'm like very comfortable. And right on. in fact, I really love being on stage now. It's like, it's almost like a, like that feels like more safe to me than like, I don't know. I get it. Yeah. Being in a coffee shop or something. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Dave, what about you, man? Have you had spiritual experiences on stage? Um, yeah, I, like, I, I really like the example that, um, Michelle, you were giving. Cause I, I, I feel that really resonates with me. I'm, you know, my workflow on stage is pretty intense. There's always lots of like buttons and stuff. So I, I find myself kind of, I'm, and I'm naturally kind of introverted and shy, I think. And, uh, so I'll often be hiding behind my keyboards, just pressing buttons literally the whole time. And then once in a while I'll have like eight bars where I don't have to do anything and if it's a really raging show and you can, you know, I like look out, take a little 15 second vid and enjoy that moment, you know, and those, those moments are always, uh, you know, graceful for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think from, you know, from the, the annals of history, you know, one of the biggest crowds we've ever played for is when we opened for, uh, we opened for pigeons playing ping pong at the Ogden in, uh, Denver in 19. And so we're on stage in front of, you know, sold out crowd of like 1600 people. And, um, all of our monitors just completely stopped working during like the first song. And, um, they were like not able to resolve the issue for like most of our set. And, you know, it's like big rooms and there's there's big slapback delay. And, and so, you know, we try in vain to work with the text to fix it. And after about three minutes, like Jake was like, dude, we just got to do it. So we played like virtually the whole set with absolutely no monitors. Oh um, wow. And uh, it was just, it was just nail biting the whole time. Right. But then when it was over and we didn't shit the bed, that was definitely a spiritual moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. when you say, thank God. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Wow. wow. Holy shit, man. Okay. Crazy. I, we, uh, we went to skull and roses. No, was it not last year, but the year before. And, um, headliner night was saturday night it was o'teal and friends oh Aww. and uh it, everybody's like you know it's saturday night at a deadhead festival like this is all grateful dead cover bands for four days yeah yeah and so it's the saturday night headliner everybody's ready the sun's going down we're on the beach like o'teal and friends are coming out and like 45 minutes goes by nobody cut takes the stage 
An hour goes by, nobody takes stage. No announcement. Well, well prequel to that. Uh, oh, oh, big, yeah, yeah. big Steve and the Ass Bites played before that, and apparently they played so loud and turned everything up. They like blew. They blew the monitor system. So O'Teal comes out and like they played one song and everybody's like, all right, here we go. They played one more and they left. And everybody was like, what the hell happened? Like house lights up, everybody leaving. Time to go home. Like what happened to you happened to them? And they were like, fuck this. We're not doing it. Damn. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos. Yeah. Dude, good job. Yeah, good man. Good there and <laughs> wow. Um, uh, hold on. I want, I want one last question. This will be a quick and easy one. All right. Uh, everybody loves to learn about new music. Uh, both of you, uh, something, something you've listened something you've discovered recently band, uh, artist or something that you've been listening to would like to share. Um, I've been, I've been listening to a lot of God. I'm like, who should I pick? <laughs> um, so I feel have, like you everybody have a list. knows about them already, <laughs> but um, that's, that's cool. Big Thief has oh. been. You guys don't know them? No, no. Check them out. All right, Big, Big Thief. Thief. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like indie. Uh, I would say just straight up indie. They're from upstate New York and just. The most beautiful songwriting. Wow. Okay. Okay. Good one. Big theme. And we we didn't know. I just followed him. Right. There you go. Done. Oh. <laughs> Dave. Um, I gotta give a shout out to my favorite song, the band that does my favorite song of all time, Knower. They're not, you know, exactly new new, but they just released a new album. Um, Lewis Cole and Genevieve Artati yeah. from the yeah, LA nice. Virtuoso scene. Um, and, uh, they're just just absolutely killer musicians and uh very wry sense of humor. Um, oh, okay. And very like interesting and super music nerdy, but still dancey songwriting. So uh definitely resonates with me a lot. Okay. What about okay. you, Apple? Right. Lately? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I can't fish? do that without. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no fish. Uh, they okay. don't need uh, anyone else. Okay, to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw a weird one out there. And I haven't even uh, played this for Aaron or, or Mel. Uh, it's it's kind of heavy. It's a band called Goat. And cool. Goat is from Oslo, Sweden. Is and it Norwegian death metal? No, no, it's not death metal. <laughs> it's not death metal, but it's very like like uh, they sing about tarot and stuff, and they all wear uh, like like kind of draped masks and stuff. Oh my god, I've seen I've oh, seen yeah. photos from. They came through town, and I saw a bunch of photos, and I was like, "Who is this band?" Okay, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, they played Denver no. a few times. Well, there's a few bands like that. Okay, um, you're the one that I think where the they one have I'm, the antlers and yeah. stuff. That's the other one. But go and they have uh, two female vocalists. That that just the way they duet together and sing and singing. That some of the songs don't have much vocals, but when they sing together, it's just amazing. They're, they're called okay. and it's just goat because there's you know there's a lot there's like mountain goat. There's a lot of different goat bands out there. Goat from Oslo, Sweden. All right, Hi. I got I got very different. I have two. So we uh, we interviewed Reggie Watts the other day, which was like oh. a dream come true for me. <laughs> and so I've in prep for that interview i've been listening to like his r&b shit that he was creating in seattle in like the mid 90s this band called mock tube that's fucking awesome but the one that 
I showed these guys that's amazing is from Denver, I think. And the band's called Itchio. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. They're crazy. Holy yeah. shit, yeah, that, That's mind-blowing. <laughs> if, if for any, all you out there, if you like... Do you P- know them, Lucifer, no. uh Or Tool and drumming <gasps> and costumes... Yeah, they have twenty something percussionists. Yes, yeah. it's so yeah. different. It's I, the trippiest shit you've ever seen. It's a whole circus yeah. of nightmares. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. What about you, Mel? That's a good one. I like that. I mean, I've been kind of boring lately, and I've been listening to. Um, well, it's Don Evangelino, and why it's, is that boring? Well, because it's like it's not like a band. It's um, med- it's ayahuasca music it's like the 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 medicine music that that is like from start to finish like opening up the ceremony to closing the ceremony and through it and so i get it in a certain headspace when i listen to that and sometimes i use that for my clients and stuff so because of this last crazy week i've been using it for myself you know what i mean like because you know it comes in and all you can hear is like the wind at first and then it's like and then it starts and it starts to bring all of these um yeah like natural elements and so i just i feel like i've been needing like a a cleansing or you know what i mean and so i that's that's the kind of thing i get pumped in the car by myself like clean myself on the way to work or something i love that that's it mel's heady it's, I like that. I kind of am heady. I I really am. I think maybe I need to listen to that instead of goat. And yeah, calm or down a little. No, like I'm telling you guys, it just it's like a palate cleanser, also for music because um we do we do listen to so much music. Tons. So and always in preparation for interviews, we'll listen to the artist's music, of course, because we want to get a little bit fresh and stuff. Um, so. I think about that as like feeding. I'm eating a lot all the time in my head. I'm listening to lots of lyrics and lots of beats and lots of different transitions. And because we listen to improvisational music, it's a big diet. Like it's right. a big yeah. sound. You're I'm at digesting the all the time. Yeah, I'm digesting a lot. <laughs> and so I don't always want to hear words in sentences that makes make things <laughs> i want to hear stuff that kind of clears it out yep. or just kind of lets my brain think natural thoughts but not like prescripted or or written words so yeah yeah, like it's, processing. yeah it's a it's a palate cleanser it allows me to kind of like like a fast you know for my brain and and but it's also nurturing because it's like medicine music you know I, I yeah. have to give honorable mention to Toro Imoy too. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Those guys are dope. Yes. dope. I will say this when um I was pleasantly surprised and, and they're they're big, but um a friend of I mine and I went to go see Jungle last year at Edgefield. You went over there, Holly, Holly, Holly yeah. went. It was so good and I just didn't under I didn't never didn't know what to expect. So I didn't even know what I was in for and they put on an excellent live show their sound is great so um if you're out there go see jungle but but first go see yak attack and banshee tree so that's right uh <laughs> where can people go to find out tour info if, and see if you're coming through and when and all that um well i mean it's on at least for banshee tree i'm sure it's the same for you guys but it's on it's on the website instagram is where we're the most active as far as social media and facebook 
So it's it's all up in in all the the socials. It, Banshee Trees Instagram is just at Banshee Tree. Yep. Okay. And and what about yeah? Yeah, and we're at Yak Attack Music. And same people can find all the info there and links and all yes, that. we right. are not the kayak company, but after that we should show up <laughs> in, in the Google SEO. Okay. Um, and then tour dates start February. Uh, yeah. February first. Oh wow. Okay. So like a yeah, few days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Cool. You're and gearing then, up. Also, Michelle, uh, where you you just you're getting ready to when when is your your uh, side project happening when is music coming out oh um so i don't have a specific date yet but i'm gonna be dropping my first single in april Ooh, okay awesome that's something that's to exciting. look forward Hell to yeah. and congrats yeah. right <laughs> on and and what about yeah you said that you guys have new stuff four songs in the works we've got stuff that's that's like pretty much at the mastering phase and so then we just got to figure out how we want to release it or yeah. if we want to try to package more stuff, you know, so that we can sell it on iTunes for more than seven ninety nine, dollars yes. um, and all that yeah. fun stuff. Right. That's right. totally, you know, helps me feel really good about my artistic integrity. But, <laughs> but, you know, the first stage gate of like having the music yes. done um, is, is one that always takes way longer than I think it should. Um, but excited to have that. And uh, we'll figure out the rest <laughs> with, yeah, uh, so stay with the rest of our then. team. Yeah, yeah, if you, if you yeah. ever need to feel better about it, that when, when, the, when your stomach does that rumbling thing, when you're hungry, <laughs> Then, then that's the justification. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> I'm hungry. I need to eat. This is how I do it. It's okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, Aww. if if Yak Attack and Banshee Tree come through your town, you and you don't go, you you, you miss out you, on you, one you hell should, of a dance yeah, party. Yeah. Your your feet are not going to thank you. So, um, <laughs> thanks everybody for doing this with us. Yeah, this was super fun. This was great. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. All right, Michelle. We'll talk to you soon. See you next week. Bye. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. 
Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.